Bigfooties 8-Bit to the Future podcast is back and this week we stray from our usual format to have a look at the history of AFL video games. For our international listeners, AFL refers to Australian rules football, which is something of a religion here down under. You can, of course, find out all about it at bigfooty.com. With E3 wrapping up last week, we also take some time to reflect on what has been a huge conference for Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo as we select our most anticipated games. As always, we discuss what games have been keeping us busy, along with nostalgic memories of past gaming loves. Here we go! Thanks for downloading. We're back with the 8 Bits of the Future podcast. As always, I'm joined by the lovely Shams. Hello. And the smelly kick. There you go. How are we all, guys? Yeah, good. Not too bad. Doing yeah. well? Doing well? It's been a while. It's been a little while since our... Mm. Kind of a weirdly unreleased podcast due to some uh, transitioning issues between our our old server and moving on to the Bigfooty banner. We kind of went offline for a little while there, but we're back and we're ready to go. So, what have you been playing, guys? What's news? Uh, I've been tied down with work a lot, so I haven't been playing too much. Yep. But um, actually recently downloaded uh, NES Remix. The NES remix on Wii U. Yeah, there's and, um, there's there's two of those, is there not? Yeah, there's two. Uh, I've only gotten around to playing the first one. Haven't finished it yet, but um, I yeah, in the middle of it, so about halfway through. Right. Um, so for those who haven't played the NES remix, aren't aware of what it is. Tell us a bit about it, Kev. So it's basically, I think there's about six or seven NES games that um, you know, your classics like Excite Bike and. Uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., yep. the original Mario. Mm. Um, when I say original Mario, I don't mean Mario Brothers. I mean Mario... Oh, Super Mario Brothers. I mean Mario Brothers. Not the OG Mario. No, no not the OG one. <laughs> um, and it's basically little challenges where you get... So you originally just start off with a couple of games and as you progress, you unlock more. Yeah. Uh, it's just little sort of snippets like you've got to defeat six enemies with... Um, the, the star. Yeah, so it's kind of um, like yeah. challenges within Little the level. Yeah, within so the, they've the like kind of put a twist the on the, like, the emulated yeah. game that they're running yeah. and then they put little challenges. Yeah, I think it's very cool. Have you, have you played a chance? No, I haven't. You haven't? You haven't played ONS Remix? No, I actually haven't. Okay. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So they give you um, Nintendo, as Kate was saying, the old Nintendo levels, but yeah, yeah it, it puts an interesting little spin on it and I, I really um, enjoy it. They ask you to do some different things that the game wouldn't ordinarily ask you to do. Like oh, Some things you would, Some things yeah. are just pretty standard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there is a second one as well. There's yeah. an S Remix 2. I haven't... I thought, I thought I would have a look at that after I finished the first one. Yeah. It's funny. It's the sort of thing that I picked up an S Remix and I was chewing through it. I played quite a bit of it in one session. I think I played it for about an hour the first time I played it and I, I think I've maybe picked it up only once or twice since. Yeah. So... I don't know. Staying power. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why that is. Maybe it's just because you know there's a lot of other games uh, going on. Um, I've been exactly the same. Like, there's been so much to play lately and so little time that it just feels like it's really unfair. Like games, I feel like I would have enjoyed under normal circumstances when I've got all the time in the world to just getting the sack because yeah. I just don't. It's it's a cool world. Stupid real life gets in the way. I don't think you would play it again. To be honest, well, I personally wouldn't play it again. The, the well, once, so once you've done it, you once know? I've finished, I, yeah. think, I don't really think there's any replayability. Okay, um, I would just play the original games. I think it's fun to play to begin with, and you can test yourself because it does get progressively harder. It does, yeah, yeah. It um, does. I remember thinking, oh, okay, is this all it is? Yeah, but um, yeah, after all, it does really get hard. Right, um, they put you further back, or you've got to do more in a certain amount of time. And I found that, especially on the Mario Brothers yeah. uh, one, you had to collect. 
how, five coins or whatever in such a tiny little amount of time. Yeah, it's no tough. Room it's pretty for, unforgiving, isn't it? For mistakes at all. I think the thing with the NES Remix thing that got me was that I really enjoyed some of the games that were in there, but some of them I didn't. And the, one, the ones that was like, oh, you have to beat this, I just didn't, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't like it. And I was like, ah. Oh. It's hard to keep engaged when it just becomes like a matter of getting through it. Yep. So, Shams, what have you been playing? Um, I've actually been playing Murdered Soul Suspect lately. Murdered? That's it. You're actually about to play that now. You've I'm got about that... to play that now for We're... the upcoming segment where I'll leave you two boys alone and venture off into Soul Suspect some more. Right. Um, but other than that, I've been trying to, as much as real life has been keeping me occupied at the moment, um, I've just been mainly like playing along what I was discussing in our last podcast, so, mm-hmm. um... Keeping up with like Tomb Raider, just like progressing with that, and um, my little Yoshi game on the DS. That's uh, Yoshi's Yoshi's Island, Yoshi yeah. or something. Yoshi's yeah. Island. Yep. It's, yeah. Um, How are you finding that? I really like it. Like it's just one of the things that you can just pick up and put down, you know, at your convenience. And for me, particularly at this time of the year, it's so like it's it's basically like one of the only games that I can just keep up with. Yep. That doesn't require like a whole lot of investment. I can do it, you know, like when I'm in transition somewhere, and it's just like it's fun. It's not stressful. It's not super, I guess, engaging in a way. But that's not the right word. Like I'm engaged and I really want to progress and, you know, yep. um, continue the levels. But it's not, I guess, overly taxing. Okay. Is like sometimes uh, it's probably good for a um, handheld game, and I think that's uh, probably a common theme with Nintendo games in general, isn't it? They're not over you know, over analytical story, yeah. they're not sort of yeah, bogging I mean, you down. It's just enjoy the game for its yeah. pure gameplay mechanics and, and that's mean, it, you know, yeah. like and I that, mean that that's in fun. the nicest possible yeah. way. Like that can come across as a major insult of the game, like yeah. when it's not super involved. But yeah. that in, in I mean in the nicest possible way for this game. Like it's really, I guess, like fluffy and fun. And it doesn't try to be anything else. It doesn't sell itself as anything else, but it's it's it really is just genuinely fun. Isn't that why you play Nintendo games though? I find I play them to sort of if I if I don't want a really serious game, I'll turn on my you'll Wii U. You pick Nintendo because yeah. you can you can play it for for half an hour. Yep, and you're not losing anything. You know, you kind of just you're playing it. That's what it is. Definitely, you turn it off, and that's it. I mean, like Mario Kart, for example. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I, yeah. I did the exact same thing last night. I, uh, you know, I was feeling kind of tired. I wanted to go to bed, but I was like, I've still got maybe a bit of time. I'll sit down. I'll chuck on Mario Kart for maybe twenty minutes and give it a go. Play one Grand Prix. Yeah, go to bed. <laughs> you know, like whereas if I put on another game, like I don't know, maybe Watch Dogs, which is something else I'm playing at the moment on it's PS4. It's hard to find organic stop points. Yeah, it yeah, is, like and you just keep going, and you start getting invested as well, yeah. and that and that almost wakes me up. Like you know, at least Mario Kart, there's a logical. Let's go Into to bed. It. I'm done. Yeah, you know, I finished my Grand Prix. That's it. Yeah. I'm out. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll play some more tomorrow. You know, like that's. I get where you're coming from. It does have that pick up and play, and I think that's really suitable for a handheld. Like because a handheld, by nature, it's portable. You can pick it up. You yeah, can put it back down in the middle of something. Yeah, so it kind of it kind of fits that. Yeah. You know, it's really funny to hear you say that Nintendo make all of those like light, fluffy games. Where I really feel like that's something that Xbox do, in, in the sense that they dominate with their fantasy based games, but they somehow manage to make them real and not like humorous and not light at all. Kind of gritty some of the Yeah. I'm more referring to like the E three sort of yeah. conferences. Yeah, there was a bit of that going, yeah. But I mean even, you know, the current games that they've got out at the moment, they're all I mean, I guess that's a big difference with Nintendo and something oh not Nintendo, sorry, Xbox and say like PlayStation, where PlayStation have a like games that are sort of based on our current reality, whereas a lot of Xbox games are about in the future or in space or alternate A few sci-fi reality. elements. Yeah, there was yeah. a few. Yeah, there, I mean, there was a pretty heavy sci-fi slant across the board. Um, Do you reckon, like, a Nintendo, like, a serious Nintendo game is doable? And would you would you play it? 
Was like, there was there one at E three? Was there a serious like a Nintendo real super one? serious? They haven't done it in a long time. Like uh, I think I mean what are, their main ones were like Metroid would probably be the last. This yeah, even time. that to me feels like uh, it rolls in a ball. It's like a you know it's oh, not. Rainbow though is very sort of yeah. Do you reckon Zelda's like serious? No. That would that be like? Their, I think they're going they're down that. Yeah, go, but they're starting yeah. to go down a more realism route. Are they not? Um, with like with still, Zelda or yeah. in general? In Zelda, not in general. Definitely not in general. It's well, very fantasy and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you're not going to see. I mean, are, are you going to see a gritty Nintendo game? Link's growing up. Oh, gradually he went. He yeah. he, <laughs> he regressed in uh, Wind Waker. It's only taken years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but would you play like say for example they released like a cartoon version of The Last of Us? No. no well, they are. Is is that not um, Sunset Overdrive? Is that not a cartoon? Not cartoon. No, but that's, the but that's with, Xbox. Do you know yeah. the problem that I have with that? I'm talking Nintendo that, specifically. Right. If it starts off cartoony, I think it can go serious. Right. But I don't feel like a serious game can go cartoony. Can go kind of. Yeah, and I... Okay, okay. No, but that's just an example. We're getting to a whole other topic there. You know I hate movies that sell themselves as something that's serious yeah. and devolve no, into no, something No, no, no. That was just like a total example, okay? Like, I'm saying that mainly because a lot of Nintendo's, I guess, elements are in that cartoon base. Like, you don't get a lot of, like, ultra-realistic Nintendo games. Yep. So, I don't know. Like, what if what if there was, like, a serious Mario? You know, like, Mario's like a plumber. And, <laughs> How and, would you market that? Hang on. Give me a chance. Yeah. Mario's like a plumber. Right. And he, Fixes toilets? And the president calls him of the United States, obviously. And then he lets bling, him bling. know. Yes. Answer different. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, Mario answers and then the president tells him that they found like some, I don't know, alien life form growing in the pipes at the White House. Twist. And Is it Bowser? Obviously. Okay. Does it ruin your ending? No, but I mean, that's where I was going. It's not a twist if everyone knows it's coming. That's <laughs> Valid clearly... point. Anyway, so I mean, like, you know how like they made like a Batman like from its like super ultra campy like sixties iteration to like Christian Bale, Dark Knight, you know, gothic all the way through to the Arkham series. On... Don't even. No, 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 don't even bring that up in the same breath. But the point is, if they made like a really hardcore, ultra gritty version of Mario, and you know, with my very plausible example, can definitely be totally done. plausible. Definitely plausible, you know. <laughs> and then when you get, you know what? Here's what happens, right? And then when like Mario and Luigi go down in the pipes, they get um, affected by like an aerosol toxin. So it believes that like they get to like see like stars and like plants, and then they think that they get like powers and stuff. And they're like really, they're just hallucinating. Right. So we're getting like kind of like an infamous meets like Last of Us meets Mario meets. Where are you getting infamous from this? Powers, obviously. Yeah, true. Okay, okay. Oh, fair enough. But do you know what I mean? Like, Keck, would you play something like that? A, a gritty Mario? No. It's possible. No, Don't say it without it's been established as something completely different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can we just hypothetically... Like we... no. Humor me! No. Yeah, you're, you're, you're no. Shut, what I'm shut. can make those games no. in other ways, but I don't think there's any... But you understand that. my question is, would you play a serious game on Nintendo? I do when I answered your question. I would be... No. <laughs> you just said... You just answered using specific, like, I wouldn't for Mario. I would be... I wouldn't for The Last of Us. Okay, okay. I'm going to say, Nintendo already... Already? Already shoehorn Mario into situations he shouldn't be in. They put him into so many games when they could just create a new character, right? Out of space. Yeah, Mario Galaxy. Oh, even even all the sports games, game. even whatever. You know, like, why not just make a sports game? You know, but, but anyway, I digress. Um... 
Because it sells. What do you mean? Do you yes, mean? agreed, it sells. But Mario this, Mario that, Mario this, Mario that. Do you know what I mean? That's my point. But maybe he likes golf. That would I would be disappointed if oh Nintendo's doing a gritty franchise, a cool story, but they're using Mario. Like come on, that would be such a cop out. That's off. I'd be so excited, like Mario, like origin story. Yeah. Mario origin story. Yeah. Mario inside. Exactly, <laughs> Mario. So speaking of gritty and realistic, not really actually. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of ghosts and stuff in it. How's uh, Soul Suspect treating you? I really like it. So it's, it's so far off my alley. I can't even like explain. You like those sort of uh, mystery whodunit type deals, right? Way into it. And it's it's pretty heavy so far on, um, I guess, like searching for like clues and um, finding things and kind of working it out on your own. Like I'm, I'm really enjoying that aspect so far. Right. I was really disappointed because the IGN reviews of it prior to it there was a few out. there was a few different reviews that said yeah. it was rubbish yeah um, i really wish i hadn't read them because it does tend to like taint my expectations of a game is that a good thing or a bad thing though it's a terrible thing because it, it's i'm i'm like a sheep you know if someone tells me something's bad i'm gonna be like oh really yeah it's shit and i don't want to do that with this game i want to like just give it an organic general chance okay well we'll get your uh once you complete it i'm very interested to hear but so far i'm really enjoying so it. far you're into it okay well because yeah, so i think it only got like even on metacritic i think it had like 50s, 60s, which yeah. is uh so screw you, IGN Metacritic. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll get uh maybe we can get some a bit score for, uh, from you, Shams, at a further episode. Yeah. Um. What have you been playing? I've been playing a bit of everything, actually. I've I've been playing Mario Kart on Wii U in sort of fits and starts. Like I said, it's sort of a game that I can pick up and put down very quickly. Um, I'm still playing NBA 2K14. I've recently found the My Team mode, which is really cool. Uh, it's kind of like the ultimate team on FIFA with a card-based sort of uh, system, which I know you're familiar with, Keck. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is a lot of fun. It's an addictive mode when you sort of collect those cards and uh, try and build <clears> your <throat> team and play online against other people. So 2K14 on PS4 has been really good. I've been playing Watch Dogs, which really good. Um, not super, super far into it as of yet, uh, but really enjoying what I've done so far. I'm surprised how early the stories hooked me on Watch Dogs, and I would really recommend people get out there and give it a go. Because it's uh, it's really grabbed me really quickly, and that it's really really surprised me. Because I, I thought I always thought it was the type of game that I would get into because the mechanics were cool. Like you can ha- having an open world that you can hack and you can manipulate the uh, the technology and all that sort of stuff would be great. But I thought the story would be weak. But I'm actually finding it almost the other way around. Like the, the hacking stuff's kind of cool, kind of gimmicky, but I'm, I'm really digging the story, which is surprising. Yeah. And a lot of people have you know sold Aiden Pierce, who's the main protagonist in this, is sort of like a uh, cardboard cutout sort of flat character but I'm not finding that as of yet I'm actually kind of buying into him so you, you've been playing a little bit as well Charles what do you think I disagree with you yeah probably with everything that you said really yeah so um, our listeners may or may not know that when we did our we reviewed Watch Dogs as a future game preview um, and I expressed that it looked like ridiculous to me it just like the concept seemed really stupid and yep didn't hook me in and it's rare for me to have like such an overly negative reaction to a game on basically on just the basis of a trailer but for right. some reason this really didn't gel with me I thought okay. it, was, it just looked really stupid and watching it um, and playing a little bit of it I agree I think Aiden Pierce is like a standard definition textbook cutout really? yeah 100% okay. like he's like a huge stereotype I'm much more like his um, sidekick Geordie okay um like and uh, there's a girl as well. His sister. Um, no, nothing. Not the, there's a sister as well. She's interesting too. But the, uh, the it's the oh yeah, Clara. Oh, it's Clara. Yeah, sorry, yeah. it's a what's that? Yeah, um, she's like the hacker. Was uh, yeah. bad boy. 
Yeah. So, so anyway, sorry, spoilers. Oh, not really spoilers. This is all stuff that happened in the first ten minutes of the game. But yeah. Yeah, but the point is, I I am actually the opposite to you. Like, I really like the element of like I normally don't like really big worlds. Like, so, that's something that I just generally find really overwhelming and kind of have trouble navigating. But you, you did like Infamous, which is open world. Okay, but that is open world, very structured. You have set targets and set missions to do. Whereas with and like they're they're really easy to. Find you pull up a map and you've got like missions there, like hundreds of them. But Watch Dogs says that as well. Not to the same degree. Like it's not as less structured. Le- a lot less structured. Like you've got to kind of fall into your next mission. Like yeah, you've got like a handful of like side things that you can do. A lot of side things. But yeah. the story is so heavily focused upon in Watch Dogs that it feels like if you go on and do the side missions that you're wasting your time. Okay. Which just seems really odd. So, um, I don't. I for me the the vastly more interesting element of the game is. Um, the little things. So, like, I'm really obsessed with, like, reading the little, um, using the face scanner, like, reading each person's history and, um, you know, just, like, making comments and, like, stealing from them and <laughs> yeah. hunting them down. Okay. And I, I find that I tend to focus on that rather than the main plot, which is really trying to push me towards the main plot, but yep. I just, I don't, it's, it's probably not really my style of game. Okay. All right, well. In that it involves driving, and I hate driving in games. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'm loving Except it. Except for like driving games. I really somewhere. wanted to make a sexist joke then, but I held back. What was your sexist joke? Women can't drive. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone from dad jokes to like sexist. Yeah, jokes. we're moving on. We're, uh, <laughs> what's What's next for you, Cake? Are we going to go to uh, like racial slurs or? <laughs> no, no, none of that. None of that. None of that for me. Uh, what Adam Goods calling me out on it. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um. <laughs> None of that, none of that. I'm an Adam Goods fan. Me too. Anyway. Uh, he's a great player. He's, he's, a, he's a great player. Okay. Uh, you know, it's time for some listener responses. So, we actually have quite a few ways you can get in touch with us at 8 Bits of the Future. Uh, you can reach us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash 8 Bits of the Future. You can reach us on Twitter, uh, which is at 8 Bits of the Future. But most commonly, uh, people have been interacting with us on Facebook our Big Footy thread, which is the 8-Bit to the Future mega thread on the Big Footy video games board under Big Footy Geek, as we are all unashamedly geeks here. Um, so yeah, you can have a look in that thread. You can send us um, comments or have a look at what the topic is we're discussing there, and we look to read out those comments and respond to, which we'll be doing all through this episode. Yeah, um, I'd really like to do. I'd really like to make an 8-Bit to the Future Snapchat. 8-Bit to the Future Snapchat? I would love that. Do we snap people our bits? Hey! Not the whole purpose of it. I walked right into that one. You just, yeah, yeah, you completely walked into that. Between us, we can probably scratch together eight bits. (laughs) So, if you get a Snapchat from Eight Bits to the Future, that's uh, Shams sending her bits. Is that that what we're saying? No, it's gonna be Kek. It's gonna be Kek. I'll show you my bits. Kek's best bits of all of us. Yeah. Do you care? Listen to the voice. I think we need a new uh, avatar for (laughs) on Big Footy. Maybe we can have Kek's bits. Yeah. Yeah. How many bits out of eight are they, Kek? Eight and a half. I don't know. I haven't measured, to be honest. Oh, (laughs) I can if you like, and I'll get back to you. You have, though. Let's be honest. I have, yeah. Yeah, Didn't want to say that openly, but... Well, now the internet knows. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, let's just... uh, We got a comment on oh so yeah so you can <laughs> losing my uh, crap here um we can so you can write to us through that thread or even just generally if we have a comment on a different thread on big footy um we'll post some stuff if you respond to us we might read it out if we think it's worthy um 
But Gretchy wrote to us, uh, Ab to the future, I just wanted to see if you've heard of the Retron 5 and your thoughts on it. I would like to play a few older titles and this thing looks perfect. Now, the Retron 5, for those who don't know, uh, is a console uh, that you can purchase at the moment, which plays... Android-based. It's an Android-based console that it has quite a few different cartridge slots on it. So you can play your Super Nintendo games, your NES, it has Game Boy, Color, and Advance, Genesis, I think, or Mega Drive as it is in Australia. Um, So it has all these slots for you to put in all your old games and play. Um, which is <laughs> I knew you were going to find that funny slots. Like, wait, wait, yeah. as soon as you said that I was slots? Yes. I was like looking you're at, just a dirty slot kid. I was looking <laughs> away and you said slots and I don't know why you must have really enunciated it because I picked up on it as well slots, slots. slots. and then I was looking away and I thought geez, I'm surprised Kek's not laughing and I look over and he's like <laughs> there shaking he with silent laughter giggling like a school girl <laughs> alright uh, Kek you're such a stereotype <laughs> yeah what? Yeah, well. <laughs> anyway, yeah. this is the uh, always mature, always sensible Ape Into the Future podcast. Um, slot. You're a slot. Um, <laughs> got told. Um, yeah, so it plays all those games, which is an interesting concept in itself because, you know, a lot of retro gamers would either have these consoles, and I guess that's the appeal, is that you don't have to buy a Super Nintendo or a NES or buy them all separately off eBay. You can just play that. But you still need to buy the... Uh, individual games, games yeah. to yeah. play. So you're still going to have to do some retro hunting anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is another response to, you know, the emulation movement that's also going on, like the recent release of the Ouya console, which has some pretty low-res, degrade games that they release on it. But primarily what people use it for is to run emulators. You know what? Say what you will about it, but I like saying the name of it. It's a cool Ooh-yah. name. Ooh-yah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like that, that Amazing Frog game that's on there. For those of you that don't know what that game is. Amazing Frog. Please Google it or YouTube it. I think there's some videos. Right. But that looks like a lot of fun. I mean, probably You probably wouldn't pick it up by yourself. Yep. Um, but it looks like a lot of fun multiplayer. Oh, I'd love to hear more about the Ooyah. I probably... I, I would get buy one. one. I would too. If, if you bought one, I'd buy one. Is it, yeah. Can, yeah. yeah. You guys. But I wouldn't buy one by myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, jumped off a cliff. <laughs> no question. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, the, yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. What, what do you think, Kek? Like, ah, uh, look, it's retro. Five. A, do you think it's worthwhile? Being a retro game collector, I wouldn't buy it. Right. Um, I do see the charm in it, and it is kind of nice to have. Really, it, it's not charming yeah. at all. It is the opposite no, of charming. It's, it's very it's, ugly. It's very it's no. I, I mean, I don't mean it in a physical way. Obviously, it looks like a, you mean in a way that it seduces it like you after a couple of, those, of drinks type way. The controller looks like one of those leapfrog games that you buy for your children. <laughs> yeah, that's what like, that's that's what you want your console controller to look like. It's cheap plastic. <laughs> I don't yeah. know about you, but that's what charms the pants off me. <laughs> Does oh. it charm the pants off you? Ah, uh, every you, time. Yeah, you've definitely used that joke. Every time. <laughs> Let's just start calling me charms, shall it's, we? It's starting to wear a little bit thin, I realise. Um, I don't know. It looks very cheap. It looks very plasticky. And the reviews didn't really do it much justice, I don't think. Like, it no. was kind of... What did they say? Did they say that they said a few games plasticky. weren't compatible as well, which was a bit of a knock on it. And especially one of the Genesis games that wasn't compatible is Sonic 2. Like, Knuckles. Come on. Isn't that why you buy a Genesis? Yeah. I, just, I don't. I don't get the appeal of it. I don't. I'm like it's. It, I mean, I understand in theory. It's like, oh yeah, you're condensing all of your old consoles or whatever. But okay, so here's the thing. What if you have, 
what if you've got, you know, a NAS and a SNES and a Mega Drive? What, are you going to buy this one thing? As I look around my room, I see all Yeah, that. exactly. Uh, are you going to buy this one thing to add, like, two console, like, two, I guess, additional console players that may or may not work? Okay, I, I, I guess some of the main... The majority would work, but yeah. I just, like, I would, you know what? Being a gamer and being someone who enjoys video games, I know I've talked to you about this before. I know, I'm sure everyone's seen that meme going around Facebook where it's, like, you know, like, that ideal, like, that gamer in his game cave, and it's, like, his ideal, like, setup. And he's got this big, beautiful shelf, and it's got, like, individual spaces for yeah, each the, of the, the consoles. Yeah, the red shelves have, yeah. Yeah, and I just think there's something, there's, like, a lot of pride yeah. and joy to be yeah. taken in that. It's, like, you have your own console. Yep. Like, I, this is why I said mm. it's the exact opposite of charming. It's taking away something that people really like about the old retro games in that, you know, you've got, everyone has, like, a really different look. They've got a really different, I guess, style and feel of all the controllers. Yep. Uh, it's just... It's ruining all you of that. You can plug okay. the other controllers into it, you though. Can. No, but that's not the point. I mean, you've still got the one shitty box. Okay. Yeah. My thing with it is... Okay, you... I mean, first of all, the benefits of this, as opposed to playing retro, uh, there are some. You can put in, like, lots of cheat codes and stuff and little hacks and save stuff. Save states. And save states is the other massive one, which you can save at any time. Rather, And a lot of these old games rely on ridiculous password systems, or a lot of the NES games don't... You can't save it all. You want to yeah, play it, you can't leave it on. Yeah, when you played when you were young? You'd have to like, pause it and leave, you leave it on. Leave it on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just throw it out there, though? Do you know you can get all of that stuff for free just via emulation on your PC? Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> I'm not condoning that at all. However, why would you go out and fork out that much money? Yeah. When you can just emulate it on your PC and you can it's not weak. connect it. <laughs> <laughs> but you and, say... <sighs> anyway, because and that's kind of my other point is you've got two... <laughs> in my opinion, you've got two people, two We're sets of people very here. very law-abiding here. You've got two of sets of people here. I would never do it. There's people who are enthusiasts for the old games, such as Keck, right? And you want to you collect the consoles, collect yeah. the games, want to play them in their original yeah. intended format, right? There's that. And those people aren't going to buy this because they're going to want the yeah. original consoles, right? Then your second lot of people are people who just want to play the old games. And I'm probably leaning towards that side. I'm not a collector. I, I, I do have some old consoles, but mainly because I want to play the games on a TV, you know? Mm. Which is why something like the Ouya appeals to me because it's like I could buy. So for me, though, I don't look at this and go, oh, wow, that's perfect because I just go, well, I'd probably just get the Ouya and emulate these games. And then I wouldn't be doing it illegally because I do own them. So and you can, you can emulate yeah. games if you own the physical copy. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, I don't really understand what their target audience is. You know what I mean? I don't... Mm. You know, if you want to just play emulated games, play the emulated games. If you want to play the originals, you're yeah. probably going to buy the original yeah, console. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, so don't... And the other thing is, is right, like, so I'm, try, I'm trying to think of, like, who they're trying to draw in mm. with this, right? Yep. And I think of, like, maybe people who, like... And I'm, I'm obviously I'm not like a marketing major or anything. I don't understand the minds of like yep. people in this situation. But I think you know maybe they're trying to draw in people like people of today's generation who wouldn't have had access to those games yeah, when yeah. they were younger. But then things like so like for example like Mario One Two Three, yeah. you can buy them and play them on Wii. Exactly. That was so, my that yeah. was my next point. Like not all emulation is illegal. You can buy legal emulations through Nintendo Store, if you own a copy of Xbox game. Live, through PlayStation yeah. Network. You can they have. No, but you can just you can buy these games like what and play them on your current consoles. Yeah, most of the you know famous ones or the big ones that people want to play are available for download anyway. Do you like, and, yeah. and like the other ones, the niche ones, people who really want to play them would probably already have those consoles. Yeah, anyway. and if I want to download say Mario Three off the Nintendo Wii U, Wii U store or whatever yeah. it is, what's going to be cheaper? Me just downloading that for my Wii U, which I can play in yeah. HD, or going and finding Buying a cartridge it. like which I'm going to have to do if I buy this console anyway, like. 
Yeah. I feel really bad. We're kind of like shitting all over this thing. When I no. think it's no, like, I think it's a novel idea. I just, I just, yeah. I don't really understand. It's cool. Like it's cool in theory. But yeah. And the other thing that really got me for some reason, and I know this wasn't an issue at all for you, Kek, was the fact that you couldn't put all the cartridges in at the one time. It doesn't bother me. No, I, I that really pissed anyway. me off for some reason. Right. Would you just, want it cluttered with? Yes. I think they said though that they are going to release a firmware update, so you can do that. It was something like the three could. Do that, but the five. The the, the yeah. model before the re- the Retron Four, I think, which could, means uh, it's more than likely just a software update. Yeah. I would say. Anyway, I think can we're... I just add before we move on from that mm. to the target audience? Yeah. I feel like it could even be targeted at parents that don't that see it as a really good idea, but don't really understand. Yeah. The concept. So, you're so they purchase it for their kids, and then it sits there and rots. But what? Because right. their kids don't care for it. But what parent is going to? By like a retro. No, these are old, old. Yeah, but parents days. that have overheard. Yeah. So that's a pretty small. Maybe segment even of the say someone like my mum who loves the games, but yeah. never got, know how to even. Yeah. So know, oh, this plays all of them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. she knows that it plays Mario, and that's what she used to play when yeah. I was a kid. Okay. Sort of okay. thing. And then know, maybe I'm through eBay buys and games. Yeah, yeah. but it's easy you, you, for people that don't know how to. But I'd argue it's not easy because okay, you may be able to get the console. And I don't, by the way, I don't even know where you purchased these things from. No. Yeah, but but okay, for say that mum who doesn't know anything, where are they buying the games from? Yeah, you know, you can't just walk into a shop yeah, and buy an NES game. Well, you Good can't point. like really like not many of them. Yeah. Like, all, like retro all shops like, maybe, yeah. but not like your EB yeah. Games or your France. JB Hi-Fi. In, in France, France, you could. Yeah. <laughs> in France, I'm telling you, these French people, and we do have a lot of French listeners as well. So hello to you. Um, can I just say I love you all? Yeah, we love we Shams, who is fluent in French, uh, has interacted with some of our French uh, listeners through Twitter. I love you all. Can you say that in French, Shams? Just did. J'adore. J'adore. Yeah, in France, uh, there's some fantastic video game shorts stores that you can walk in, and they actually don't really differentiate between new games and like retro games in a sense that they'll have a shop and they just have games so you'll have across all eras like they'll have today's games and right back and that's kind of a novelty thing in Australia like I think yeah. Game Traders is one of the main ones Game Traders ones. is pretty much the only that does like yeah like if you walk into yeah, yeah if you walk into like EB or JB it's just recent yeah, yeah. era whereas you know all the French game stores I went into were just like everything I could get I could go back to you know PS1, NES, like whatever I wanted yeah. and they were all there and it was stuff that was really cool and it, I thought it was just a novelty the first one I walked into but I went into probably 15 different game shops and like Sorry. 10 of them were in the one street mind you. Yeah. They are very overpriced though. They are, oh, they are overpriced but still I mean that, that I like that approach. It's I easy. like that. It's not it's a case of... It wouldn't. The pricing structure isn't super different to game traders here. It's just yeah, that the access, well, Game traders is overpriced too. No. It's just that the, yeah. you don't have access to anywhere near as many like not yeah. even a fraction as yeah. you would in like France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we got a little bit of feedback from Golden Hodge. And this was quite a while ago. Um, I think we were meant to read this out even on a past episode and I forgot to. But um, we'd like to read out all our comments we get, especially when they are feedback for our podcast. Wait, so, um, thank you to... Gretchy. Gretchy, yeah. Sorry, we didn't even acknowledge that. Thank you for um, bringing that to our attention. Mm. It's a really good... Um, I guess talking point for us because we obviously do have lots of different opinions and on the Retron Five, yeah, yeah. So it's um and it's always cool to see like new things that are happening with video games as well. Yeah, so. cheers, Gritchy. Yeah. Um, so Golden Hodge just had a couple of points for us. Uh, he or she, I suppose, had to say, ignoring the game-related criticisms and feedback, I will share from a technical standpoint the three people involved in the Eight Bit to the Future podcast are good. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thank you. Nice to get some positive feedback. Uh, it was probably unfair. And uh, this is in a uh, reference to our uh, third episode, which we had a look at the Grand Theft Auto Five. I think was the main Jeez, episode we did. Was it was a little while ago, but <laughs> nice of him to go back in our archive. Yeah, um, yeah so Grand Theft Auto Five, I think, was our headline 
thing we're looking at for that one. Um, so she said it was probably a bit unfair to make comments about the controls and mechanisms for Assassin's Creed series if you guys have only played the first and fourth installments. I think that we weren't actually reviewing that in that episode. Yeah. I think we were also, just having a general conversation as we did at the start of this episode about a few different games we were playing. I think that might have been something I was playing at the time. Yeah. And you guys commented that you don't like that. We talked like about the... how much we hated it and that's why we didn't play it because we hated the controls. Yeah, so uh, Golden Hodge, keep in mind that uh, generally if we review a game, we'll all try and put a fair bit of time into yeah. it. Uh, but if it's just a game that one of us is talking about that we uh, played that week or we were just having a look at during that time, uh, it's probably likely that, you know, uh, maybe the other podcast members are going to have pretty half-baked opinions on it yeah. uh, because they... You I know. stand by that opinion. My opinion is not half-baked. That game has horrible controls. And we had a big debate on this in episode really episode did. three, so if you, if you do want to hear uh, a counter-argument to Sean's there, please listen to our third episode. That's, where... why, that's why I'm not playing it anymore because I hate the controls so much. Yeah. And so, you know what? I'm never going to finish playing that game because I hate it. <laughs> that's the thing that sort of stopped me as well. Look, I would have happily continued it, but... You, it did, just, you, you it had some moments with you. You didn't mind it. Yeah, look, I really... This Sorry, this is Assassin's Creed Black Flag yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, I liked it, and I really liked the whole jumping through the ships, jumping from ship to ship on the mast yeah, and things I like that. Yeah, I could watch someone play That it. was fun, and that was easy to control, and I did like it, but just some of the mechanics really put me off it. And the only reason I didn't finish it was because of that. It's just not really my kind of game. So, yep. Yeah. You know, and we, see, I was the opposite. I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I finished it, played through the story, did a lot of the ship battles. Uh, yeah, really loved it. Did the exploration of it all. Yeah, thought it was great. Anyway, we went out, we, we, yeah, so... So that's kind of our, out there, uh, Golden Hodge. We're not going to go into great detail. All of us on games, we're just having a chat about that we've played. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to review a game, we will, uh, yeah. generally. Um, so, and your last point was that you found it a bit weird that Shams didn't finish Grand Theft Auto V in that episode, yet you guys decided to review it. Uh, again, we're going to have some different takes on uh, games that we review. So, if there's a game that we, we will definitely all play in a fair bit of depth, and Shams definitely did play Grand Theft Auto V quite a bit in that episode, but you will find that if a game isn't someone's cup of tea, they're generally not going to invest as much time into it. And if, you know what, if a game loses someone's interest, that's the game's fault, not theirs. Uh, so if Shams is not invested in the game enough to see it all the way through, you know what, that's her opinion, that's her take on it. You definitely had someone like Keck and myself, and which, you know what, which was probably the broader consensus of people that thought the game was sensational yeah. and played it all, all the way to the end. But that doesn't make Shams' opinion any, no. any more incorrect well, I mean, because I, that's just her take on it. And, uh, you know, that, that's what we like about this podcast is that there is no right or wrong. We just have our own experiences with the game. I did sort of touch up on it before when we were talking um, about our earlier games that we were playing today, but I really, um, I don't generally tend to like open world games mm -hmm. because as I said I do find them you did um, mention that before yeah yeah with reference to watch dogs I do tend to find a bit overwhelming unless they're you know quite structured and Grand Theft Auto I've no issues again watching someone play it but as I again as I said earlier in this podcast um given the constraints of life and how busy we all are it's basically as you know Willow was saying is that if I've got a bunch of games to play and I start playing through one and i give it a crack and it doesn't hold my interest and I'm sorry, I'm going to move on to the next yeah. one. Yeah, and having said that, you did get pretty far into Grand Theft Auto. I did. Yeah. I stopped at the, the torture. That was, was mean done. I feel like Willow, Willow and I knew enough about the game to yeah, sort to cover. of cover it all anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and sometimes it's just about that. It's just about getting people's different takes on it, you know, yeah, like yeah. A different perspectives and, yeah, yeah, as long as, you know, I thought we got into pretty in-depth through it. But thanks for the feedback anyway, Golden Hodge. Uh, we always appreciate... I yeah. think you gave a few well-balanced points there, and we yeah, appreciate you. uh, your comments. Thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, Shams is going to leave us now. 
You're off to play. We're off to play Soul Suspect. Some more murdered Soul Suspect. Let you boys do your thing. Because Keck and myself are going to have a very special segment at the moment. Sorry, did you have something more to say? I Charles? was just going to explain why I'm leaving. Why are you leaving, again, um, so as to not to to raise the ire of anyone here. Um, I know you and Keck are really big sports game fans. AFL games, especially. I'm a big sports game fan. You like basketball, though. I, I love sports games. I'd say yeah. Keck's um, a little more keep picking and choosing than I, but he does you, like some. Keck, he does like he likes yeah. FIFA. He, he likes, likes AFL. Yeah. FIFA, yeah. Whereas I, um, really, the only sports games that I play are like cooperative, and probably my attention span will like NBA Jam like type. NBA games. Jam, like yeah, arcade type like sports game. Even FIFA, you know, I've played FIFA like now and then. Yeah. Like when usually, like you know, I've got friends with me, and we're all very, very drunk. Yep. Too drunk to leave the house. So we, to be fair, you can play FIFA and AFL in that sort of setting too. But you, yes. <laughs> but, that, but that is the only. But going setting going back to uh, yeah. Golden Hodges uh, thing, uh, you haven't played barely any of the old AFL games, so no, you're no. gonna step out of this review. So yeah. we're not gonna. Yeah. No interest at all. I'm sorry, guys. Maybe maybe a new game that'll come up um, will do more for me, and I'll definitely give it a crack. But after having tried these ones, I can't do it. Okay. I just can't. So. That's probably a fair call, given that some of the AFL games are pretty horrid as well. <laughs> we will see you later, Shams. There you go. Oh, I'm sure you'll hear me in the background screaming like a little girl when I get attacked by demons. Let's try to stay alive. Kek. Yes. How are you, sir? Not too bad. What have been your experiences with AFL games? Have you uh, <sighs> a big fan? I look. I've played them from AFL '98 to the new AFL Live Two. The old classic. Um, the old classic. I played all of them as well. I, yeah. I, I would... No, you know what I'm going to say? I, I did. I bought all these games probably on day one. Every single one. Yeah, I probably did too. Yeah. Uh, maybe not 98. No, I definitely did 98. I um, So it would have been uh, around 10 yeah. when April 98 launched. Now, I remember getting this game uh, as a birthday gift and I was waiting for it and it came in like do you remember the old PC games came in like enormous boxes yeah big box yeah it came in an enormous box like that and I remember uh, my ridiculous 10 year old self was really angry and may have even had some kind of tears uh, <laughs> because I couldn't work out the controls of the game when I first played it so I wasn't a happy camper but I did work it out because I probably spent uh, a solid two or three years of my childhood playing that game so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got pretty well acquainted with it by the end um we do. What was your take on AFL '98? Do you do you remember that? Did you spend some time? With that? Yeah, I did spend a bit of time with it. Uh, I had the PC version though. Right? Yeah, yeah. There was only a PC version. Okay, AFL '99 came to PS One. Okay, but we'll get to that in a moment. Yep. Um, look, I back then I didn't really have too much access to a computer, so it was sort of very limited. Okay. As to how much I played it. Yep. Um, so it'd only really be in half hour segments after school. Yep. Sort of thing. Um, didn't get into it massively. I've still got it at home. Yep. Uh, played AFL Live 90, uh, sorry, AFL 99 more. On the PS1? On the PS1. Yep. Um, didn't play it on PC though. So I don't, I don't know what happened there, but just sort of swapped platforms. Okay. No, that's but, fair enough. Um, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Still love it actually. Um, you and I played back. We did. We did. We played, ago, we've yeah. played some AFL 98. Um, yeah. I think those who follow our Facebook page would have seen we posted a video the other day of an AFL 98 uh, gameplay <laughs> footage, which was a smash hit, actually. Quite a few people enjoyed that. Um, 
A few comments that we got from that video. Uh, Trevor Hirth off Facebook had to say, AFR 98 is champagne footy. <laughs> and do you remember that? There was some great commentary uh, <laughs> yes. by Brucey, who commentated, you don't see this much in sports games anymore, commentated one out. Yeah. No boundary rider. Yeah. No special comments, man. Just him. Brucey going by himself. And I thought that was fantastic. He, he, he had the, um, he loves it on the left foot. All these famous lines. Oh, he had some real great one-liners. But, um, David Palomo also said, AFI 98 taught me that no matter w- no matter how many push-in-the-back free kicks you can give away in your career, you can still go on to win two flags <laughs> as a coach. Now, unless you played AFI 98, you probably won't understand that reference, but whenever you played against Melbourne, <laughs> and which was often for me because I played as North Melbourne, being a North Melbourne fan, uh, I they played Melbourne in the first season, the yeah. first premiership game that year, so it was always against Melbourne. Um, for whatever reason, the game was programmed that every single time there was a stoppage, uh, the Ruckman would tap it down to your rover, to which Alistair Clarkson would give you a push-in-the-back free kick away repeatedly. So it'd be a ball up, and then it'd go, it's a push-in-the-back by Clarkson. I think at the end of one game I played, uh, he had like 45 free kicks against <laughs> because the game just kept rolling through that script over and over of Alistair Clarkson attacking my midfielder. So <laughs> I think that's what... I do understand your reference there, David Palermo, and thank you for your comments. <laughs> Do you have any memory of that at all? Um, no, not really. Not until you sort of mentioned it. Yeah. But I, I do have a faint memory of it, yeah. Yeah, pushing yeah. the back by Clarkson was uh, fantastic. Um, another thing I loved about AFN 98 was that if you tried to play the game, this is something I did because uh, I think I think uh, even when I was a kid, I might have had like, the disc uh, taken off me if I was like grounded or something. If you try and play the game without um, the disc, yeah. it says, please insert the disc. And then if you go cancel, it goes, are you afraid? Or are you up for the challenge? Like, you used to, like, throw, like, slurs at me like that. And now this was, um... This game came out in a period where a lot of, like, sports games were big on PC. It came out at the same time as Cricket 97, which was a, another big game. And there was another one as well. AFR 98, Cricket 97. What would have been the other sport that it was? NHL. Yes. NBA. Swimming. Uh, uh, you're way because it, it was cricket ninety seven cricket ninety seven ashes tour edition. They were massive on the NHL games. Were they? Yeah, yeah, perhaps NHL ninety eight. Yeah, might have been. No, no, you know what it was? It was World Cup road. It was FIFA Road to World Cup ninety eight because oh, yeah. it was massive. Yeah, pole dancing. That was cool. <laughs> pole dancing. Yeah, Sharm was obviously was big uh, into sports games in this era. Um, <laughs> Pole dancing was a big thing. I remember that FIFA Road to World Cup was big because they it had a game mode in it that no FIFA game has today, and I don't know why because it was my favorite game mode. You could play indoor. You could put a wall up and play indoor soccer oh. with FIFA, and I thought that was awesome. Okay. I've never seen a game do that since. So I was just continuous and like a rebound of everything. Thought that was cool. I wish they would bring that back. Uh, we also got a comment from Jen Burnett off Facebook who said, My bro and I had AFI 98s on our parents' teacher hire scheme IBMs and I definitely remember running the length of the ground with the sage use of the extra speed command and kicking a goal with Brucey narrating the whole thing with the, with the same phrase. Ha ha. Yeah. I think we've all got a great memory to that. Yes, definitely. That's what made the game so fun. Made me feel like a god, did Brucey. <laughs> all right, so from there, I mean, that was a big success. And I remember how heavily the AFI 98 was marketed as well. It was yeah. uh, all over ads on TV. Ads on TV. It Quite was, a few. It was huge. Um, and I remember seeing it, like, because we've actually skipped the game kick. What this wasn't miss? the first AFL game. What did we miss? The first oh, AFL game Aussie Rules footy on was the Aussie NES. Rules footy on the NES. Does that count? It does count, surely. Um, that was my first video game love, actually. Yeah, um, yeah I, I played 
Aussie rules footy on the NES uh, yep. repeatedly. Now, there was a guy, the umpire in that was my absolute favourite. He had a flat top uh, haircut and with a giant speech bubble with, of course, his famous catchphrase of... <clears throat> oh, um... Do you remember his catchphrase? No, it was Out of Bounds on the Fool. It was. Yeah. Out of That's Bounds Sorry, you called me fool. off guard there. <laughs> out of Bounds on the Fool, which was... That really robotic favorite. sort of voice as well. Yep, yep, it was. And uh, on the thread recently as well, who was it that pointed out that uh, the there's actually a commentator that shows up at every... Uh, like quarter time, half time interval of the game who has this comment on how you're playing. Now, yeah, in our thread on Big Footy, people have been commenting saying that uh, that maybe that doesn't quite look like a microphone. Okay. Uh, now, if you have a look on our thread, which I'll just quickly bring up now. Yeah, that does look very much like a mushroom shaped. A mushroom shaped? Well, <laughs> I, I suppose we could use the term phallic. Phallic. Okay, well... Um, a, a, a brown wang, okay. Mighty P on Big Footy has suggested that he doesn't think it's a mushroom, it's a brown wang. And Chief <laughs> has concurred. And Pants Kyle has also agreed. So... <laughs> and unfortunately, this has just ruined my childhood innocence. Because when I think back uh, to myself playing this game, I was probably, you know... Six, five, six, and now all I can think about is Definitely Brown Wang. Definitely wasn't thinking about Brown Wangs back then. But this actually was a pretty fun game. Yeah, it was. Aussie it was Rose very pretty. simple. It was simple, but it was yeah. good. Yeah. Um, the team selection was interesting. Yes, I don't. They, I don't know. I don't know who actually made the game, but Perth. they just invented some teams, didn't they? They had a uh, Canberra, Darwin. They had uh, some teams in there that uh, don't exist and never existed. I don't yeah. even know where they pulled them from. Um, I remember Nith Melbourne was in there. I was yes. like, uh, yeah. when Nith Melbourne got a game. But um, yeah, no, it was good fun though. It was. It didn't take itself too seriously. Uh, it was kind of in the vein of some of the other sports games on the NES at the time. I think it looked kind of like that ice hockey game, which is a bit of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of like similar sort of models. But golf. Golf. Golf was good. <laughs> golf was good. Anyway, so moving on, we'll jump back to AFL 99, which got a split release. Now, you didn't realise, Keck, uh, no, you knew there was an AFL 99 on both PC yeah. and PS1, but what and I, what you the didn't realise was the difference. They're <laughs> actually two different games. Uh, I guess at the time, PS1s couldn't run the AFL 99 game on PC because it was pretty drastically improved. Graphically, graphically yeah, it was. And had yeah. features that... You know what? I wouldn't even say it's graphically improved. It's almost a completely different game. Yeah. It has... You can input. You can put in tactics. You could. There's yeah. fights in a game as well, which was yeah. pretty novel in itself. Yeah. I think that's uh, EA Sports, perhaps. That is so. a very yeah, like they did with Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, doing like Wayne a Gretzky doing games, like yeah. an ice hockey sort of take on it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so depending on which version you play. Now you spent all the time on the PS1 the version. PS1 version, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Um, it did have a game-breaking trick, though, that you could do. <laughs> yes. Do you remember when I taught you that? Yes. Now, for those who have ever played AF99 on PlayStation <laughs> One, you can if you. When you take a mark, if you tap X to kick, this is on PS1, and then really quickly run immediately afterwards with sprint before the kicking animation starts, that actually glitches the game so you can run the whole field without getting tackled. So if you have AFI 99 at home, feel free to try that trick out. I've had a lot of fun with it. The um, whole 
the rest of every single player on the ground actually come up to you and just swamp you with cackles and it pretty much just sounds like a big orgy. It does. It's kind of like... Yeah, so all uh, 18 players on the ground will attempt to it's tackle you. very funny to watch. But because you've glitched it out and the tackling mm-hmm. animation weren't actually complete, uh, that you just kind of stand there while they attempt to tackle you. It's pretty funny to see. Um, but from there, AFL 99 dropped the license uh, until 2003 when it was picked up by... Was it IR Gurus? IR Gurus, yeah. That was and published one. by Acclaim, yeah. I believe, um, which was AFL Live 2003. Now, I mean, that's a bit of a gap. That's a four-year gap. Yeah. Um, but I like this game. I, I thought, do, too. I yeah. thought it was a good foundation, yeah. um, AFL 2003. What, yeah. did, what did you think, Kate? I really liked it. Look, it was the first AFL game that sort of I played as an older sort of, te- I guess, a teenager, you could say. Yep. Um, so I had a little bit more time to, to play it and um, loved my PS2 and I pretty much spent most of my early teenage years playing my PS2. So yep. um, I remember getting it for my birthday. I didn't get it on launch. I got it for my birthday. Yep. And um, yeah, fantastic because it was the first AFL game I'd played since 99. So I'd been waiting quite a few years and yep. um, my team was successful. So it was nice playing as a, as a good team. Whereas Some of those back in, Did you have Scotty Cummings representing for Scotty you, Cummings uh, at full forward. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, Mel Michael maybe. We had, uh, yeah, Steve Mel, McKee. Uh, no, no, Mel Michael was gone by then. Okay. Um, I'm just throwing up <clears> random Collingwood Steve players. Steve McKee was in the ruck. Good Josh old Steve Fraser McKee. as well. Oh, a, a young strapping Josh Fraser. Uh, yeah, actually, not really. No, um, spindle-like. Spindle. But, um, it was a. It was refreshing after AFL '99, where I had to play with Jamie Tape and Frankie Razo and all those hacks that Frankie Razo. Bottom of the ladder. So Ty- Tyson Lane. Tyson Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Tyson Lane. Anyway, so now this game was probably one of the first sports games I played extensively in a competitive sense against one of my friends. Um, <laughs> I used to have, uh, with one of my friends, I used to go to his house regularly after school and uh, on weekends. And we played this, we took this game so seriously, AFL Live 2003, that we actually had an exercise book from uh, high school, which we referred to as our AFL Live Bible. And every game that we would play against each other, we would, would record the quarter by quarter scores. The, we would list our best players and the goals and we would give votes and we would record the, the, each game. Yep, so that's how incredibly geeky we were at, uh, okay, how old have we been? 2003, I don't know, around sort of uh, uh, young teenager, I suppose. Um, so yeah, that, that, was, that was, I had a lot of fun with that until there were some good things with it. Um, the goal kicking system was kind of broken, it was just like a flashing light, yeah. and the marking system was kind of uh, heavily horrible. Yeah, it, yeah. It, basically, whoever had the higher marking stat would mark the ball, yeah. so I don't think it, it didn't have much skill involved in it. You didn't move, you, you just pressed triangle, contested mark, right? Yeah. You pretty much just jumped straight up, yeah. And also, um, yeah, what I did like about it was the run and carry, they really nailed the handballing, and yeah. you could work the ball from one end of the ground really well. Um, from there, which was a surprise move, I remember at the time, they rather than you know updating this engine and adding some uh, more polish and some new features. Uh, IR Gurus decided to rebuild a complete engine shift uh, for whatever reason they built for AFL 2004. Now, the problem with that is that the game was horrid. Garbage. It was broken and it was uh, had incredible issues. Um, it didn't even, didn't even function in some ways. I, I liked the menus better. That was about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, what that meant was the game... I remember there was one glitch where if you changed your team... Uh, it wouldn't save pre-game. So if you've made any positional changes, you couldn't keep them. That was in the season mode. In the season it? mode, yeah. yeah. Um, 
uh, a lot of things just didn't work, like a, uh, commands just wouldn't register yeah. and things like that. It there was, just... was a couple, sorry to cut you off, there no, was no. a couple of teams as well that I remember that you just, you couldn't play a full season as. Yeah. I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, and if anyone, if anybody knows, pl- please feel free. I'm um, pretty sure it was the Western Bulldogs was one of them. Right. Um, that you just couldn't play a season mode as. Right, okay. I remember being so dismayed with this game as a young uh, teenager that I actually wrote an email <laughs> to IR Gurus. Did you make a difference? I did. They um they sent me a new copy. Now, this is, of course, this is pre, um, like, obviously, this is PS2, so they're hardly going to put out a patch and fix the game. Yeah. So, with my complaint, they actually sent me a new copy that had all these problems fixed. And I was blown away by that. Now, the game was still average at best, and that's being polite. Um, but it, it, it worked. Those features were fixed. And so much to the point, that I think IR Guru mm-hmm. sort of admitted uh, defeat on that, that they released the Premiership Edition pretty shortly after, which was essentially uh, just uh, updated rosters, but they just fixed all the bugs and made yeah. it function a bit better, which, you know, sports games can iterate like that sometimes. But it was a bit disappointing that it was so broken, they just had to release another one yeah. to make it uh, actually work. But from there, after Premiership Edition, they had a bit of a hiatus until, was there a 2007? 2007. I I don't know it now. No, it was 2005. It was 2005. 2005 So it was 2005, which was was broken. Again, they made a new engine for this. Um, And it was horrible. It It was just a mess. They didn't change anything and... You know, this one they did. This one was very different. I would argue that, no, no, in, in terms broken. of game modes, they didn't yeah, add no, anything they didn't to add it. Anything. Just updated rosters. It looked crap. Yep. Yeah, I didn't play much of it, to be honest. The controls were horrible. The, yeah. they didn't, the kicks just had no depth to them. Um, just slippery to handle players. Just horrible. Um, and again, they released a uh, revision on that uh, from the similar to the Premiership Edition with AFL Premiership 2007 a couple yeah. of years later. Uh, which had similar sort of gameplay, but they fixed up a lot of the bugs and it ran a little bit better. And they actually added quite a few uh, managerial modes where they you did. could do the drafting and the trading, yeah. of which were incredibly broken. I remember I could trade like... I think I traded like Josh Thurgood for like... Uh, and they accepted. <laughs> yeah, Josh Thurgood for like Gary Ablett or something like that. I did something ridiculous, yeah. uh, which the computer accepted, which was cool. But... Um, uh, Cameron Kemp on Facebook actually wrote to us that AFL Premiership 2007 was my all-time favourite for best in-game and manager modes, as we just mentioned. He also said that he likes AFL Live 2 as well. Oh, no, wait, no. Hold on, let me rephrase. AFL Premiership 2007 was my all-time favourite for best in-game and manager mode. AFL 2 Live, well, what came out of me this morning was better than AFL Live 2. Doesn't sound like he's a big <laughs> AFL Live 2 fan there, Kemp. Doesn't sound like it. No, but we will get to that. That's so, an interesting game. I think after the AFL 2007, AFL Premiership 2007, yeah. IR no longer had the license. No. So there was there was no game made for quite a while. No. With the exception of AFL Challenge, Challenge on, on the PSP. On the PSP, which was Keck? Absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. It was... I... I, I I think I played it once, and that was about it. Yeah, I think um, you can still download it, I believe. Uh, so if you've got a Vita now or a PlayStation, it was free, wasn't it, at one stage? Oh, jeez, I hope not. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I don't think it's expensive. It's like ten bucks, but you wouldn't pay it. I almost wanted it for a laugh, but no, I haven't. I haven't played it. But you have. Um, so yeah, there's that, which is horrendous, apparently. Um, and then later, they the next game that came out after that was AFL Live 1 but we will have to talk about the AFL Live series in a moment I'd like to talk first about uh, AFL Wii 
which was made by Wicked Witch. And I believe Wicked Witch made AFL Challenge as well. Am I right? Um, I want to say that they did. I think they, they did. I'm not 100% sure. Once again, they, someone correct us. Someone correct us if we're wrong, but they definitely yeah. did make AFL Week. So, yeah. AFL Live 1 was made by Big Ant Studios. Yeah. Uh, AFL Wii was made by Wicked Witch. And AFL Live 2 was inexplicably taken off Big Ant Studios and made by Wicked, Wicked Witch. Witch. Now, what were your... For thoughts on AFL Wii, I remember we yes. had an infamous night playing this game. We did. Yes. Now, I was excited a night after work. I went to the store and I, and I purchased it. Anyway, the um, shop assistant sort of chuckled a little bit and um, I didn't really think too much of it. But um, taking it back to, to Willow's house and um, pleasantly – not pleasant. Oh, I suppose I could say pleasantly surprised. We did get a laugh out of it. Look, I didn't we were actually to have it. that much fun with it. Um, I was very sceptical and I thought, oh, it'll be garbage and look, it was. But um, we definitely having... didn't expect to have as many laughs as what we did. Yeah, we were having fun at the game's expense, to be it, fair. It was... We played a game and obviously I chose Collingwood, Collingwood supporter and Willow's a North Melbourne supporter, so he chose North Melbourne. And, you know, the, the, the rosters were updated and the player models looked terrible. Yep. <laughs> um, the animations. Were. The animations were the first thing that caught my eye. Uh, basically, when you start the game, you see the field and the players just standing there like zombies and then randomly, all at once... Jumping up with their arms in the air. <laughs> yeah, I remember the uh, the kicking as well. You would kick the you'd kick the ball and it'd probably go twenty meters on the fly and then it would bounce thirty meters. And if it was wet, it it'd... would probably just slide a hundred meters. <laughs> yeah, we, we we had some real laughs. I think you took the game back the next morning. I think? did, and they happily refunded me. Um, um, they weren't even slightly surprised. At we that. how many games? We had maybe two games, I think. And it, well, I, I couldn't do. I anymore. think we scored one point, it was, which. It was, it was just horrendous, yeah. yeah. Um, but we did enjoy AFL Live on... And we still play it. We still do. We still do. Uh, we play AFL Live on PS3. Now, I'm... And I, by I, I mean us, are actually... Because we do play co-op quite a bit online. We do. Um, we're ranked pretty high, actually. Yeah, 27th last 20, time. 27th on the leaderboards on AFL Live. So you can find us on there. I mean, I know there's a few other big footy... Uh, Players also on the leaderboard. I'm sure, I've seen HBK619 up there as well. I've seen, I think Quiver might have been yeah, NFL exactly. Live player. Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, but yeah, so we, we spent a lot of time with that. Um, we have a lot of fun with AFL Live. It's yeah. far too easy. It is. Um, offline. Offline. You yeah. can't really play it uh, against a computer because you, you just, even on the legend difficulty, we just cream them. Oh. Um, we, we've actually, how many times have we actually put the controllers down? Gone and gotten a couple of drinks, come back at three quarter time and still managed to win. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so you kind of have to, if you want to play against a computer, you kind of got to handicap yourself in like creative ways like that. But we do have some fun playing online. There's a pretty good community that still plays AFL Live online as well. Um, yeah. So we had a lot of fun with it. And we were very uh, excited given our experiences. I mean, it wasn't, look, it wasn't a great game, AFL no. Live 1. It was probably, but it was a real good foundation. It was I the thought, best one so far. I thought they had some. Um, some, something to work with. Like, they yeah, could have sure. tweaked that and developed it. But again, again, like the past AFL games, rather than going with an engine that was good and tweaking it and ironing out those kinks and making it a better game... They we created got a, another one. We got a whole other one made by a completely different uh, developer, AFL Live 2, made by Wicked Witch, who made the Wii game that we love so much. It looked nicer. I'll give them that. It does look nice. Yeah, the graphics are pretty good. But some of the player models looked pretty good and probably better than AFL Live. Right. 
But gameplay? Jeez, the gameplay sucked. And that's the thing. Like, I don't care what it looks like. I care how it plays. Yep. And that one was just unplayable. It's very arcadey, isn't it? It's it very, was uh... just... The, the kicking actions were disgusting. Yep. Um, the manager mode was quite fun, but I did get bored of it yep. after a while. Um, just, once again, it was the same thing. The ball, it's It felt slippery. Yep. Um, it felt like you were aiming... And every time you aimed, you aimed in slow motion. Yep. Uh, so you which could is, get which, the which, kickoff. Which is... It's very detaching, isn't it? It's like, that's it not how football's played. No. You know, I, I play football on a Saturday. I don't... The game doesn't slow down so I can no. make a decision. I've got to no. make a decision quickly. And, you know, it's pretty much impossible to get tackled before you get a kickoff. Yep. Like, you have enough time to really think and aim. And it feels like you're sort of spinning yep. as you're trying to kick it. So yep. you can't ever kick straight. You sort of just... You, you look like you're, you're kicking a, a snap. I don't know. It just it feels like you're doing a snap kick when yeah, you're, I know. you're just it's doing kind a regular just, drop. It's kind of disorientating, yeah. yeah. You know what's horrendous for me? The fact that for some inexplicable reason, the defenders don't stay on the forwards. No. The full no. forwards are somehow consistently in 30 metres of space. Yeah. And I don't know. Again, it's just that there's just no realism to the game. You know, yeah. like there's just... At least AFL Live 1, to me, felt like there was some real solid AFL mechanics that you would expect to see in a game of football but this was just and the effort was put on pretty much just the gameplay because yeah. it didn't it wasn't much to look two at two songs to the soundtrack yeah. I mean if I had to hear that uh, oh. Dennis Kometi and the uh, Holy Grail, Holy Grail one oh more time God. where we um, yeah look, that Dennis Kometi song was quite nice I did like it we the are, first couple of times we are the favourite I did like that and then and no, not after how no. God, how many times will we listen to that now? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get some feedback from now. This is from the AFL game section of the Big Footy Forum. Uh, you can find uh, some interesting conversations there about AFL Live One and Two. Uh, so Peanut had to say, "I played both and I enjoyed playing them, especially against mates over a few drinks. I agree that the first one had promise, but there was just too many things with that game that frustrated me to no end." I don't know much about what goes into designing games, but surely guys that know footy have to have some sort of insight into designing a game. Okay, it sounds like he has a bit of a criticism for the first game there. Um, and yeah, uh, I actually found that the first game actually had some real things out of football that were accurate, in yeah. my opinion. Um, I did, sure, it did have some flaws as well, but I, I thought that was a bit of an unfair comment. But Yeah, I don't see what... I think the mechanics on the first one are much better, better than yeah, the, the second, second one. one. Yeah. Okay. Next one, uh, Weaves, which is W-E-E-V-Z off the Big Footy Forum. I've played both. I thought the first one was by far the better game, even without a career mode. AFL Live 2 did not play well, and I believe that all Wicked Witch did was tweak the engine that they used to make AFL Live Gold Edition, yeah. which AFL Live Gold Edition yeah. is essentially the just the Wii game yeah. ported to the iPhone, which is, yeah. And then re-released on the Wii. Which, you know what? Which, you know, or re-released on the PS3, uh, man. Was it? Yeah, so it went from the Wii no, to the No, but it iPhone. was it was on the Wii as yeah. AFL whatever. What was it? AFL Wii. Yeah. Then it was re-released on the Wii again as Gold Edition. Was it really? Pretty, I'm pretty certain. I don't know about no? that. I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, which is, you know what? AFL Live Gold Edition is a pretty fun game for an iPhone game. On the iPad, I play it and it's fun. And I'm happy to pay you know a couple of bucks yeah. for an iPad game, but yeah. it's not, it doesn't cut it for me as a console. Sorry, to finish Weaves' comment... So all they did was tweak the engine they used to make AFL Live Gold Edition to make it run on the consoles. This, to me, shows they put absolutely no effort into developing a new game when they made AFL Live 2. I believe that even the graphics were frankly no better than Began's AFL Live. In fact, I found their players often looked nothing like the guys in real life. I mean, they, I mean, they had Hurley and Heppel with brown hair. WTF. If Don Bradman Cricket, which is made by Began, might I add, and I've been meaning to buy this game, and I, I'm hoping... 
if there's anybody our uh, big ant big ant fans uh out there and i know there's some people on the big footy forum who work for big ant I'm hanging for a PS4 release of Don Bradman Cricket. You give me a PS4 release of Don Bradman Cricket, I will buy it day one. For now, I'm holding off buying that PS3 version because I've purchased... I bought uh, Tomb Raider on PS3 and they released yeah. the re-released edition. I bought Grand Theft Auto on PS3. Now they're releasing The Last of Us. Oh, it just keeps happening yeah. to me. So I'm kind of refraining from buying PS3 games because I'm waiting for people to release uh, on PS4. So they, And we've said if Don Bradman Cricket is any indication, then if Big Ant make AFL Live 3, it'll be one hell of a game. Catters21 off the Big Footy Forum also says, I personally enjoyed AFL Live 1 and I'm currently still playing it. Sure, there are too many tackles, but I think the overall game is a lot of fun and it came a long way from the previous rubbish we were dished up where the full forward would always be alone and kick 20 goals per game. I haven't played AFL Live 2 because of all the bad comments about it and if Wicked Witch's Wii version is anything to go by, which I have played, then I'm glad I haven't wasted any of my life on it. Big Ant were on the right track with AFL Live 1, and I'm still hugely disappointed that they aren't making another AFL game. Pretty much our sentiments, Agreed. except we've played AFL yeah. Live 2. Yeah. My general... Th- oh, and the next one is by Sugar Shane off the Big Footy Forum. My general thoughts are AFL Live was the best AFL game ever, and a real sequel would have been amazing, especially seeing what Big Ant have done with Don Bradman Cricket. AFL 2 was crap. From 1 to 2, it was like stepping back 10 years was basically a crappy app ported to the PS3. Agreed. Okay, so that pretty much leaves us where we are. Keck, do we have any hope? As long-suffering AFL fans, now, given that the NES game came out in the early 90s, maybe even late 80s. I would say, I'm pretty sure it was late 80s. Yeah, late 80s. Or 90. Judging by the cover, it's got some West Coast and Collingwood players. It's a pretty old West Coast jumper. Yeah. Anyway, um, AMA for 98. I was obviously 98, so that's, you know, nearly two decades ago. Nearly. Um... Do we have any hope for the future of AFL games? If Big Ant somehow managed to take over again, possibly. Other than that, probably not. Unless EA decide to do it, which will never happen. No, I don't think there's a big enough market for EA to get back into it. I think they probably found that out through, you know, through uh, their previous experience with it. And I'll tell you as well, if EA do sports games uh, you know, half-baked, they're generally pretty crap. Look at NBA Live. Yeah, that's right. So NBA Live uh, is, is they, they only put half resources into that compared to 2K. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of the NBA Live series at all. Okay, we might give uh, Shams a tap on the shoulder because we are going to have a chat about E3, which will make up our future section. Now, just to clarify, uh, generally oh, our... Oh, Shams, welcome so back. Oh, Soul Suspect. How was Soul Suspect? Do you have a bit of fun with that? Yeah, pretty good. Just... Uh... What's yeah. happening in Soul Suspects, Shams? Um, um, I'm really glad I'm playing with the lights on at the moment. You do scare easily, don't you, Shams? I really you do. You are kind of adorable like that. I don't know why I thought this game would be a good idea for me to play. The title <laughs> I... Murdered? Did that give any hints away? Or? Well, I thought it was just like more of like a detective's thing. Like, not like, oh, it's ghosts and demons. But I am enjoying it. Like, it's pretty... It's So far, it's like pretty like open world-ish. Like, not to the point of overwhelming. Like, it's very mission-oriented. So I'm enjoying it. But it's not like L.A. Noir where you can't venture off at all. No, it's more structured. Uh, not sorry, more structured. It's more free than that, but um, with a bit of structure. So I'm I'm liking it so far. Okay. How's your How's your AFL chat? It was good fun. Uh, yes, we had a blast going back in time. Uh, kind of had a bit of a sook session together about yeah. things happen. But yeah, so for those who listen to our podcast for the first time, we do generally present a format where we. Pr- 
review a retro game, one retro game, we review a current generation game, and then we preview one game from the future. We're doing it a little bit different for this episode. Uh, we're reviewing our, ret- our retro game and our current generation game have both been covered in the AFL section, uh, where we reviewed about 10 games, gave our thoughts on. Um, and current-ish, the AFL Live 2, given that it came out not that long ago on PS3. Um, but our future game, we're going to have a look at it, quite a few future games in somewhat quick succession, given that this podcast has already been running for quite a while. Because um, E3 was recently, so was recent. Um, so we'll have a look at some of the games that excited us. Now, Shams just said how much he dislikes games that are frightening. So on that note, Shams, what did you think of Mortal Kombat 10? Oh my god, shut up. I was so unbelievably excited. I like almost crapped my pants. Crapped your pants? Well, not literally. That... <laughs> yeah, how how will we know? <laughs> now, I thought you were going to say like how not literally. Like now, just totally just when I thought literally. nothing could get gorier than the uh, Mortal Kombat trailer, out comes Shams with the uh, that. Yeah. Puma pants. Okay. Yeah, it was all about. That'd the actually be a nice like pootality or something. Like a pootality. No, I don't you know. know, where they just shit themselves uncontrollably. They've be- well, they've done everything else. So why not? yeah, it would be the best. It's like it's like Sub Zero was like in a line, like, waiting to go to, like, the toilet at McDonald's. It's like he was, like, crapping his pants and he was just, like, hopping in line, like, come on, come on, and then he eventually explodes. He finally gets on the toilet. Yeah, pootality. Oh, but, like, yeah, and he poos so hard that he, like, poos all of his, like, intestines and stomach out. <sighs> poo so hard, Mother Eppers want to find me. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, so, uh, enough of the uh, toilet humour, but what I will yeah. say... Oh, I see what you did there, but no, seriously, Mortal Kombat. I was so unbelievably excited about this trailer. I think I've talked about Mortal Kombat in so many of our previous podcasts, but it's probably one of my all-time favourite childhood games, mm-hmm. even though I know I said that Killer Instinct was, like, cooler than it. I, cooler know. than it? Well, more of an interesting concept. I mean, Mortal that- Kombat's been done so many times and rehashed and had, and you know, eventually you, you start to realise that, like, you know, no matter how they try and, like, package it, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Noob, Cyabot, Rain. You know, they're all the same guy. My boys. Yeah. That trailer was pretty amazing, though. There's only so much you can do with a fighting game. I know. And and having said that, I thought the trailer looked incredible. I was so excited about its use of the environmental objects. So, like, breaking off branches. Um, Again, like, the gore in that, like, the anatomical detail when you go down to, like, you know, punching someone's kneecap and... That sort of stuff. And well, they did, they kind of did that in the in Mortal Kombat Nine. Though. I know, but the thought of playing it on a PlayStation Four with the PlayStation Four graphics looks. Well, you could say that with the PlayStation Three. It looked mm. fantastic. No, I think the graphics look better in this one. Oh, like, it's, it's a still... dramatic step up. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, but I mean, back then we didn't know any any better. Yeah. Yeah. So really, you could look at it in the same light. Yeah. I yeah I see yeah. this thing. But they're getting to that stage of like frightening. Oh, now it's like, ridiculous. I, I think yeah. um I think even some of the other games like Bloodborne from the uh, E3 conference, jeez, frightening realism. You know. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It just gives that extra layer of. Do you, know intensity. What, do you know what I don't want to see with the new Mortal Kombat? I don't want to see all these ro- extra robot forms and, and yeah, stuff yeah. like some that. Like, I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. Do you see some of the new characters that they've... That's just, what I was going to say. That weird baby thing. Yeah. That, yeah. that didn't sit right with me. That just looked like a ridiculous excuse for a new character, but not a very well thought out one. I like, just I want to see the original characters. I, I don't know. I don't like the whole cyborg forms of everything. The only cyborgs really should be Cyrax and Sector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, and I just, I feel like, 
otherwise they're just adding stuff that they don't really need to. They're, they're really flogging Scorpion and Sub-Zero and that. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know they are the original, you know, the antagonist and protagonist. OG. That's the second time you said that in this podcast. <laughs> What's going on? You're just like a hip-hop of the month. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Wouldn't Sub-Zero and Scorpion make, like, the best rappers? Have you seen the memes of them on a bus? No. no. <laughs> like, Definitely look that up, guys. Oh, it's so good. So, obviously, on this podcast, we don't have time to go through every uh, game that was announced across uh, Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft's uh, press conferences. Um, what we will try and do is just pick some highlights that we personally thought looked very exciting. We do have our own little flavors on things that we enjoy. Um, so, from, we'll start with Sony, um, given that uh, we it's do play... It's a Sony. It's a We do play a fair bit of uh, Sony stuff. Let's be honest... That whole press conference was building towards one thing and one thing only. And what was that, Charles? Oh, my God, Uncharted. Uncharted <laughs> 4. Now, guys, guys, if I could be serious for a minute. That trailer. Poo there wasn't much to there it. There wasn't much to it. But... You pooed your pants? A little bit. Yeah. I definitely sense some pants pooing. The, it's probably the most excited I've been about an Uncharted game. Yeah. Uh, and probably, you know why? I'm, prob- I'm going to say it's because of the PS4. Once again. You know what? I did I, I did not expect you to be excited about this at all because I thought you weren't an Uncharted fan. He's not an enormous one. He does. He, he's played them. Yeah. Uh, am I right? I have. Let me yep. talk for you there. Yep. Yes. I finished the first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, got halfway through the second one and just got consumed by life so I didn't get through it. That damn life thing um, again. I didn't play the third one at all. Right. Yeah. Look, so I, I think I'm it goes... still playing the third one and I'm not liking it as much. Like I just, I like it because it's Uncharted but rating it against the Uncharted's, it's They're all the same, though. I think They're the, not no, the definitely same. not. No? I think the, consen- the consensus is 2-3-1 in that order. 2-3-1? Uh, oh, I yes. guess because one's... It, the look and feel of it is a little bit yeah, different. Because it's, pr- it's, pr- it's pretty early, PS3, yeah. so the graphics aren't quite up to snuff yeah. either. And yeah. uh, anyway, but that I thought that looked phenomenal. I thought Nathan Drake's uh, facial... How yeah. different did he look to... He looks PS3. so human. It was like yeah, crazy. it's so crazy. Like, and you don't really, you know, PS3. It's not particularly bad graphics, no. but when you look at this, it's a person you're looking yeah. at, not a cartoon. You don't realize, do you? Exactly. Yeah. And it blew my mind. I was like, wow, that is not what I pictured Nathan Drake. To look looking like. back at the PS3 now, it's oh, it man. just looks what a piece of horrible. Crap. Throw yeah. it out. GTFO. But, the, I mean, that's the same with everything, really. Yeah. I, I remember when the SNES came out and how fantastic was Donkey Kong Country. Snares. Yep. Like, how did that look compared to... You know, the original Mario or something like that. And yeah, it something was like just... GoldenEye came out and you're like, what is this shit? Wow. Dun, 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 wow, such GoldenEye. Much game. Very shoot. Wow. Sorry to use that horrible meme, but... It horrible. horrible. It's hilarious. Get off that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, other than the... Fantastic. Uncharted's amazing. Other than some of the, you know... Kind of, I mean, I said this during the AFL section of uh, this episode. Um, I was incredibly disappointed by the excited slash disappointed I don't really know how to feel about the remakes of Grand Theft Auto 5 and The Last of Us I mean it's great I've bought PS- both of them yeah it, it's fantastic they're going to have new souped up graphics jeez wouldn't Grand Theft Auto and The Last of Us both amazingly looking games I want to see what they look like on PS4 but you know what am I really going to buy them again I might buy I GTA 5 maybe it is good isn't it I might buy it yeah. I would never ever buy The Last of Us but I wouldn't buy The Last of Us no I, I can't I, I, I would, I would never ever play it again never ever it was it's a one time experience for it you? is absolutely yeah, I see where you're it's, coming from. it's like it would playing... take away from the original 
do you think? Or no, not? I just don't understand the point. There's literally nothing to be derived from playing it again. I remember the story so well. It yeah. was such a well-documented experience. There, it, but would you I watch a movie again, though? That's the thing. Yeah. Well, would. okay, would, how, say how something, no, no, something like it? Lord of the Rings. How many times have you watched that? Never. Yeah, okay. It's not my cup of tea. But okay, it's, oh God. See, you know what I mean? Like something. I get something what you're like saying, Jeff. Like the ti- like Titanic. Yeah. How many times have you watched that? Couple of times, actually. Wow. Yeah. You uh, watched Titanic. No, no, no. Will go. no Let that sink in. You've watched Titanic. Were you with a girl? I do fast forward it to the sinking part. He just likes. So you fast forward and two hours and forty-five. Some minutes. people just want to watch the world burn. And then I do kind of shed a tear with the old people and the mum putting her kids. No, together. I hate that. No, I hate that. Hate that. I do that, kind that of old, shed a tear. That, that old woman drives me crazy. You have an incredibly valuable jewel that's worth twenty million dollars. Rather than giving it to your granddaughter who cares for you and has taken care of you your whole life, you throw it in the ocean for some random to find. You are a mole. Let's let's face it. It's not going to be some random. It's going to be James Cameron. Yeah, it will be. Um. Just some quick fire uh, thoughts on some of the other announcements. Uh, white PS4, do you think it looks cool? Don't no. care. Don't it's, care. Yeah. No. New, new infamous DLC. No. Don't care? Why? I don't like... Um, I don't, fetch. I don't like Fetch. I keep wanting to call her Chase. I, some, there's What's some Chase? From, from Uncharted. Uncharted, she's, right, yeah. She's crossed Chase in. is from the Vita Uncharted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God I don't know why. But yeah, I don't, I don't like Fetch. Fetch. I like Fetch, so I disagree. Her, I'm going to buy that DLC and I'm going to enjoy it. Her story pissed me off so much. She was like, oh my God, I'm going to make the drug dealers pay for putting me, you know, for killing me, my brother, and then uh, for making me kill my brother. And it's like, no, bitch, you're on drugs. You <laughs> killed your brother. Like, don't blame the drug dealers for that. Yeah, I don't really care too much for that, to be honest. Um, now, Batman Arkham Knight. Are you, we were talking I'm, about this earlier. I'm going to go, I'm going to really, I'm I probably going to rustle some feathers here, but I don't care. Not me either. I couldn't care. I don't care. I'm like, actually, no, you know what? Like, I, I played Arkham City. Yep. And I didn't care for it. Not only do I not care, I'm actively disliking this game. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to stop you there. Look, the, the Arkham games are absolutely sensational. And um, they're, they're great. And this one has the Batmobile, guys. Come on. Like, Batmobile. Don't, uh, that was nice, but I, I wouldn't buy it. You wouldn't buy it? Not just for a Batmobile. Open it world, looks the same, dude. Open world Batman, not for you? Batman sounds nah. like a puss giant. Look, I, didn't, I didn't massively get into them. I did play them and I did enjoy them. They were free games on the PlayStation Plus uh, deal, which I thought was fantastic. Because you didn't but, pay for them. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a huge Batman guy. I'd play it if really. I didn't have to pay for it. But you know what? I don't it's, care for Batman. It's because I'm such a huge Batman guy that I can't play this <laughs> You're a huge game. Batman guy? Huge Batman guy. Yeah. I the can biggest see, Batman guy. I can see you being a Batman guy. I'm the Batman guy. Show me your best husky voice, Batman guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too excited about that. I know there'd be quite a few people that would yeah, be, look, but... Um, well, Shams, you've got a real thing. reason you don't like it, though. I told you, I hate his fucking voice. <laughs> I fucking hate it. It's, he's, like, the worst. He sounds like... You know what he sounds like? He sounds like Nick Del Santo. For all the Nicky Del fans out there, he's getting heartbroken. <laughs> look, I'm sure his uh, memory is bigger than Nicky Del's, nonetheless. <laughs> um, can we just talk about... I well, I don't know if you guys like this as much, but I it was one of the independent games that was um, in the Sony press conference. I really liked Entwined. Haven't got that's, around. That's out now. Yeah, I was just about to say I haven't got around to buying it yet, but yeah. I, I definitely will eventually. Not, not getting stellar no. reviews. I think. Will you stop doing it? You were the one who told me about the shit Murder Cell Suspect reviews. And I was really bummed out. Why are you gonna kill my buzz, man? Exactly. No, I, having said that, it's not getting um. I think you get skin like seven, so it's not bad. Okay, it's um, better than Soul Suspect at least. Yeah, um, I did just look like such it an looks interesting. Cute. It looks cute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next. Um, what did you guys like from Nintendo? 
I love Japanese people. That's what I like in Nintendo. Yeah. That press conference was freaking adorable. It was. It was. Uh, I'm pumped about the Zelda game, um, as I always am. Uh, we were talking looks, about... The open world thing is something that I've been wanting from a Zelda game in a long time, so that's something I'm excited about. Obviously, uh, Super Smash Brothers as well, but yep. the Miis, uh, don't care. Don't care? Yeah. What, about, what about Mario Maker? Yeah, that's got that me pumped. Really cool. I would love to just make... Build your own Mario levels. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe they're doing that, like making it like a legitimate thing for real. I, I never would have thought that Nintendo would ever... Be Let open people to that. be free game with, yeah. their, with their stuff. That's that's pretty interesting. Maybe a game as old as that one, but um, no, I like it. I've I've liked I like the concept. I like the concept um, in uh, Smash Brothers Wii, uh, mm. Smash Brothers Brawl, sorry, where you could build your own level. Yeah, and I felt like that sort of started it. But, but that's a uh, pretty. I mean, that's very little big planet. The build yeah. your own. It's interesting Nintendo to go that route because it's not their something they normally community do. sharing yeah. uh, creativity has not never been a big thing for them. So that's I, I'm glad. I'm, that's I mean, fantastic. It's, it's part of the, the Nintendo takes a new direction. Nintendo's trying to, I guess, remain relevant. And let's be honest, user created content like you look at Minecraft it's with the kids. So that's where it's at. Creative. That is yeah. where it's at, man. Like nowadays, that's. That's, that's that's what all the kids are into, creating their own stuff. So why not get in that? Part? I couldn't imagine them putting a, a huge premium on it. Mm. Um, I would say it would probably just be digital. I yeah. don't see them putting it on a disc. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it would probably only be 30. I w- probably wouldn't pay more than 30 bucks for it, to be honest. As pumped as I am, I, I don't know how deep it would run. Yeah. Now, can I just mention really quickly before yeah. we move on to Xbox, how excited about two games I was. Yep. Yeah. Um, one of the games I think we were all pretty excited about and the other one Keck and I had polar opposite reactions right go um, I'll talk about the the unanimous one first Splatoon Splatoon yeah. Splatoon's cool it looks like so. I was just, like actually taken aback by how much I want to play that yeah, yeah. it's like a um, that paint open world an open world it's a four player battle yeah. uh, where you've got a Colour in the other person's world, and it's like a three D shooter almost with the. It was a, yeah, with a, a third squeaking. person. They called it. Third person. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you go around, and it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, you've got to like mark your own territory. Yeah. But a lot more interactive. Like oh. it's hard to explain as a game, isn't it? I still I, don't really understand what it is. I, I, oh come on! It looks it's fun. like paint for adults. It's an it's an original concept, and I and I I've yeah. been uh, attacking Nintendo in former podcasts that they don't take enough risk out and they keep the relaying the yeah. state stuff. You know what? This is right out of the box. Those, and yeah. Exactly what I want and to see. And it looks them. phenomenal. Like, those yeah. just looks like so kinds of games though can go either way. Yep. They could be groundbreaking or they could just be crap. So yeah. wait, I wait and see on that so one, So I wouldn't... I, yeah, Depending I'm not on the gameplay, like what that looks like and the controls. I think if the controls aren't smooth... Yeah, that's a game that's, that's that needs, needs to, to be have that, If you're going to have that yeah. as like a competitive game, it needs to have tight, tight controls. And, and if, they it's do stuff be, that up, yeah. if it's going to be that fluid yeah. as a, as yeah, a I agree. game. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So What was the other one, Chuck? We were watching the trailer for this. I started squealing with excitement and Keck started like dry retching. Yoshi's Woolly World. Well, Yoshi's Woolly World. Just make a proper Yoshi game. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a proper 2D platformer on the Wii U. Why would this not be considered a proper Yoshi Cause game? Because he's made out of wool. Okay. He's made out of things that Could you make in. it any gayer? <laughs> and I don't mean that knocking gay people. I've got quite a few <laughs> gay friends. I don't mean it like Some that. Some of my best friends are gay. <laughs> well, that's right. So I don't mean it like that, but but seriously, why wool? Why wool? Please, who the hell came you know up with what? that stupid idea? Look, Shams, I'm, I'm 
I will admit that when it, I saw the trailer, I might have had similar thoughts. I thought I just couldn't understand why they would do it in that medium. But once you get past that, it's uh, it looks really cute. Like, Nintendo want to get rid of this cutesy. Do they though? No, they don't. <sighs> No. We just talked about it at the start of the podcast. If they came out with some gritty hardcore game, would you play it? And you said no, no not once, but two no, times. That's not how yes, we phrased did. it. No, I said that if it started out as a game like Mario and then turned so hard, I wouldn't you, play if it. You tried to make, turn, I wait, tried. Yoshi is one of those games that started out cutie and cutesy, so they can hardly go another direction with it. Well, not By really. your logic. How, how did they start it out cutesy? He's a, He's a it's dinosaur. A, it's that, a dinosaur that carries a baby Mario around. They've made it. They've turned him into yarn. He poos There's out. nothing gayer than that. He poos eggs. <laughs> that makes him hardcore, does it? No, it makes him cutie. And then when he poos, uh, he says, bum. He definitely does. I, I just feel like after Yoshi's story, that whole thing just went downhill. I don't know. I, I don't like I the concept of it. I think you've gone downhill. You have, Keg. You dropped the Like, ball. first Kirby's epic yarn, and I heard it was pretty good. I heard it was very easy, but I don't Kirby see why well. you can't just make a Yoshi game like Mario they Brothers. They did on the 3DS. Make it for the Sean's Wii U. So make That's it for right. the Wii U. I don't want to play Yoshi's Woolly World or whatever. I agree with you, but I don't want to because I'm really annoyed at you right now. <laughs> but, let's, let's move on. No, no. Microsoft. No, no. This, oh, sorry. No, no. I'm going to get straight into Microsoft. You know what's freaking awesome? Sunset, Sunset Overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah, that looks cool. That's, yeah. That was pretty much my highlight as well. Like, were, they, were, were they just like trolling like the entire video games industry with some of the comments they made? Like, were they just like, they're making fun of The Last of Us. They're making fun of a few. Like, in a light-hearted, friendly jive type of way. But It would want to be good. Yeah. After I coming it, out I like that. I think it's going to be, though. It had a lot of bravado, didn't it? It, it did. It was pretty aggressive. I don't understand. Is he on skates? Or what is he? Because he seems to be grinding on poles and stuff uh, like that. Well, I don't the, know. What... The premise was that uh, energy drinks have turned Have well. mutated people. And there are some people who are survivors. But he's... <laughs> Got too much flair just to be a survivor, so who's going to be a survivor? Obviously, it doesn't take itself survivor. too seriously, which, you know, I don't mind. You know, all apocalyptic, yeah. excuse me, burped while I said apocalyptic type games don't have to be uh, crisis mode. They can be, you know, lighthearted fun as well. Why not? I haven't seen one like that before. Yeah, and I think when we were watching it, all, the, all three of us were pretty yeah, impressed course. by, yeah. again, it's like, it's, it's really original. It's something yep. that yeah. we haven't really seen in many of the other platforms, a game that's got that kind of humour, but it, I guess it attempts to tackle a serious well no not a serious a really overplayed genre in my opinion which yeah. I, if I see another zombie game I'm gonna fucking oh, lose my mind me too like that I fucking Dead hate Island zombies that looks fun it does look cool but jeez I'm just done with zombies no I, I wasn't, wasn't even, I wasn't even to begin with the zombies I wasn't yeah. even talking about I was talking about like Bloodborne even things like Order 1886 I know, kind of, I know that's not specifically about zombies but I really hate that genre about that like monster hunt yeah like hunt them down like it's yeah. just more so than the, the army games like Call of Duty oh, and that was oh, a focus of the Microsoft thing well. couldn't yeah. care and that's what's turned me away from Xbox a little bit yeah the real that's focus thing, like, on that we watched the um, the E3 conference on them and all of, I swear to god all of the games just blended into one except yeah. for things like Sunset Overdrive yep and um um, the Rise of the Tomb Raider. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cross-platform as well, but that, that new Tomb Raider looks cool. I know you'll be a fan of that, Shams. Yeah, I mean, that, it, it, doesn't it just speak a lot about Xbox, the fact that it's like a cross-platform game, and it wasn't mentioned in any of the other conferences except for Xbox? Yes, Sony did a bit of that as well, though. There was a few games that they yeah. said, oh, look what we're doing, but really it was on Xbox as well. Can, can Microsoft both, both release games. anything other than th- first-person shooters, though? Yeah. Like, no. really, it, it feels like... I, 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 feel like I feel like a lot of their stuff is sci-fi. Genre that's what, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. We were talking about at the start. Like, Xbox is like has pigeonholed fantasy and sci-fi games. Yeah. 
And I feel like to the point where they can't really explore, and they not it, it might not even be can't. It's just that they don't that that maybe they are trying to you know keep their whole. They're life aiming in that at area. teenagers. I feel. Yeah, Kat, <sighs> yes. you, you were a fan of uh, the new Project Gotham game that they the racing game coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you played a bit of that in the past. Um, I've always been a fa- look. I do like racing games. Yeah. Um, but. They're either really good or really bad. Yep. There's no sort of middle ground when it comes to racing games. Um, that is something that has sort of caught my eye a little bit. Yeah. In the past? Yes, I did play. Geez, I, I played the first one. I played the second one. Yep. Uh, I played the third one. Yep. Uh, and then I didn't pick it up. I, I picked up Gran Turismo Five. Right. Um, I haven't picked up the new one yet. But right. Okay. So you, so you you pick and choose because you played some Forza. Yeah. I've played Forza. Um, what did I, which say? I, did I say? Did I say Project Gotham? Yeah, you did. I didn't mean Project Gotham. That's yeah, an old Xbox that's game. That's really old. That's I, I did play that, like, though. Do you remember, who remembers Project Gotham Racing? That was, I've uh, still got it. I had what kudos points or something at the start. I used to rack up. I played a bit of Project Gotham Racing. That was cool. I was just looking at you being like... Yeah, I was uh, wondering why you were looking like that. <laughs> no, I definitely meant Forza Horizon, which is yes. the new... Because uh, they've got Forza Motorsport uh, 5. five um, but there's also Forza Horizon... Uh, which looks cool. Um, looks I don't cool. have an Xbox One, but I did play it. That looks like a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, may pick that up. Now, Shams. Yeah. You're a bit of a Halo fan, are you not? Uh, yeah. How I, do you... I, it's got a lot of sentimental value for me. It was probably the first game I played on Xbox. Right. And my brother and I played it, you know, cooperative and most of the time, um, uh, like in, you know, like, uh, oh shit, what's the opposite of co-op? Competitive? Yes, I was like antagonistic mode. <laughs> antagonistic mode, yeah, competitively. Cool. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about A, the bundle where you can get uh, all the old Halo ones in one collection and also the new Halo 5? Um, excited or not excited? Um, doesn't that just say it all? I'm kind of, I'm a bit over Halo. Are you? Yeah, I just, it doesn't really, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not really excited about it. It's, it I, I, I think I've spoken about this in like an old podcast, but I just feel like the storyline, it mutates and it evolves and I can't really keep up with it. Like, I just... I, it doesn't I'm, have the same effect on you as what it did? No. I'm, like, yeah. The first game was, like, revolutionary. It was so different to anything that, like, Nintendo had out. Yeah. So different to anything that Sony had out that yep. you had to pay attention to it. But now it's kind of like it's basically, like, the entire Xbox, I guess, mm. games list blended into one. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just not... I guess maybe it's just not my tastes have changed. Like, it's just not for me anymore. The more that I, I guess, explore other, you know, consoles like Nintendo and mm-hmm. Xbox and kind of find my own games that I'm into, I'm, it was, it's maybe I changed my mind. Like, you know, cooperative, it might be fun. Yep. But I'm not really I've fun. played a cooperative against some really good players and it's not fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless you've got complete noobs like myself. Yeah. I, I don't think I would. Yeah, I tried to do that recently much, yeah. as well. It was the same thing. It was just. It's shocking. like playing me on Goldeneye. Okay. Yeah. So we might just finish this finish this off with pick one game that you're most excited about. Oh, that's so hard. Pick one, Charms. What do you got? No, pick you go first. Uh, I'm gonna have to say Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, you yeah. Smash Brothers. That's a pretty almost expected answer from you, Keck. You are a big Smash. Besides Brothers Mario Kart Eight, it was that Mario Kart Eight. Right. But yeah, now that Mario Kart Eight's out, <sighs> Smash, Smash Brothers, Brothers is. for sure. Charms, Willow. Oh, you want me to go? Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't mentioned this, but uh, I am super psyched. For Metal Gear Solid Five, when that comes out, I'm a big Metal Gear fan. You've right? played, oh, yeah. yeah. I understand how ridiculous the uh, and convoluted the stories get. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I do enjoy them immensely, um, and I do follow them as difficult as that is. I do follow them, and I do I do understand them, even though people look at me strangely when I say I do know the Metal Gear story. 
Um, yeah, you tried to explain it to me, and I kind of like lost plot. Yeah, definitely got some blank expressions from your shams. Yeah, um, something about twins and sons and dead yeah, people. And the patriots and yeah, it's a yeah. very it's a very complex. And story. the horses that shit in real time. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. That's a really exciting feature. Yeah, um, shams, come on, give us one. Equal draw between Mortal Kombat and Uncharted, and I'm not picking. Pick one. So no, pick one. No. Digging in her heels. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty much us for another episode. Um, if there was any games that we had mentioned that you are particularly excited about, please do let us know. You can let us know on our Bigfooty mega thread over at the video games board at bigfooty.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 8 to the future or on our Twiddle hand... Twiddle. Twiddle. What's Twiddle? Is that a new website? Or on Twitter at 8 to the future. If you receive a Snapchat from Shams... I was going to say, I'm going it, to make the Snapchat happen, but it's going to be coming from Keck and his bits. My bits. Keck's bits. That's it. We didn't have a show us your bits today because we did have an overview over AFL games of the past. We'll be back with our normal format of looking at one retro, one current, and one future game and rating them with our 8-bit future, 8-bit rating system from our next episode. So look out for that. But that's all us... That's all we have time for today. So it's goodbye from Willow. See you guys. From Keck. And a... <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to say it for me. That was horrendous. Let's let's uh, just say goodbye and uh, maybe we should stop drinking. That's it. <laughs> See you guys. See you guys. See you guys. See you guys.